Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a great day, but if not, you're about to. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. If you've ever wondered what it was like to work on a cruise ship, well, this is what we're about. Old and new crew members telling their stories in their own words of what it was like to work on a cruise ship. So come on over to the pool bar, order up a hurricane or a rum punch, sit back, relax, because it's time for My Ship Story. Hey everybody, welcome back to this show. My name is Scott and we've got Eric and Brad and today's special guest, we've got Laura in the house. She's a friend of ours for a long time. So before we get to Laura, let's check in with Brad and Eric because they are in different locations and uh, seeing what's going on in their neck of the woods. What's going on, uh, Eric? We'll start with Eric. Well, today I actually built a shelf that's going to hold a water heater and I am not, that's, I'm pretty handy, but not the handiest guy, but I'm hoping I built it sturdy enough to withhold a water heater. That'll be exciting. That's what, four screws? like a Yeah, that's it. And, and into the drywall, you know, no, no studs or anything like that. Cool. Awesome. Well, <laughs> I think water heaters can be pretty heavy, so hopefully it's a sturdy. Especially when <laughs> no, they get water is. in them. No, actually, I sat on it. And, okay, I'm not the heaviest person around, but I sat on the shelf, and it didn't seem to budge one inch. So Awesome. Any update on the pool? I scraped it a little bit because it was getting greener. I... And so I just kind of did a quick clean before we got started on here. So I'm so sick of hearing about this pool. He just rubs okay. it in our face every, every week. I, he asked I, me, I didn't I, volunteer. I, I talked about water heaters. How's the catfish cooking going? Is that getting, are you making progress? Well, there? yeah, I did make progress because I didn't, then the second one I made, did I talk about that one already? The second one I made with, I baked it and then I just put lemon juice and harissa, spicy harissa powder on it. What's Have harissa you, powder? Have you tried any human urine? I hear that's <laughs> I hear that's the traditional way to make catfish. No, uh, if you remember, I think uh, somebody proved you wrong on that. Uh, oh, okay. Yes, yes. All right. no, well, that's no, still no how I make urine. mine. So I, yeah. <laughs> remind me never to eat catfish at your house. <laughs> Didn't you a couple of days ago or last week uh, pick your grapes? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago we had a small grape harvest, not not huge, but uh, it's in the it's in the barrel, finishing its prime or it's uh, finishing its primary fermentation, so it's going to go into the barrel probably now, this weekend. Now, do you still? And I'm going off of a, of a walk in the clouds. I think um, is there still any ceremonial like stomping of the grapes? Hell no. That sounds like a Lucy episode. Do you do you want people's <laughs> bare feet in your wine? Oh, no, that's gross. Well, it's and all plus, fermented. It's so. Well, it here's is, the is. person talking about peeing on catfish, and <laughs> you're now worried about someone's feet. <laughs> I tried it once. The, my, the first time I went and picked grapes, I thought, you know, I'm going to try this. And I put it in a little tub and I started getting in there. And, and it's, it's very, very inefficient. It takes a really long time. I got a crusher de-stimmer and it's, it's a machine and it works good. Was this before or after you punched your cow in the face for running over you? This was way, way before. All right. Well, uh, hey, everybody. Let's get on with the show. Today, we have a special guest in the house, and her name is Laura Lieberman. She was the port lecturer. We did talk about you earlier. Every time we'd go to Grand Cayman, you would bring back the, the stage staff, brought back some Tortuga rum cake. What's going on? What have you been doing for like, you know, 27 years? For like ever? <laughs> well, first of all, Tortuga rum cake, I found in some other stores now too. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. You can find it in many places. And the owner of Tortuga rum cake, 
Robbie, I believe Hamity recently passed away. So that's I a saw sad that. thing, but uh, yeah, you can still get all the rum cakes. So that, that was, was weird nice because that was the week that I bought it at the Costco. And ah. even though it's a rum cake and it was rum and with a red lid, this one was like a whiskey Jack Daniels cake and stuff, but yeah, they still, do different varieties. It was still yeah. fantastic. And, and uh, he, he uh, passed away that, uh, um, that week. So that was, that was really sad, but that cake, yeah. I'm telling you. Fabulous. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to tell you. We, we did a, um, not that I want to get all into what we did yet on board the ships, but we actually did on the bridge once inhale one of those cakes and then immediately do a breathalyzer to see if indeed that rum cake would test positive. Oh, <laughs> wow. Did it? It did. As long as you did it straight afterwards, if you still had like the rum coating in your mouth, and then you took the breathalyzer, it did indeed, it did po test positive. But if you had, I think if you had actually digested it and everything, it would have gone away. But when it was coating your mouth, it did indeed test positive. <laughs> is yeah. that what you're saying, is, you're saying is don't drive and eat rum cake. <laughs> That's right, at least wait until yeah. it goes into your yeah. belly, I guess. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, yeah. yes. Or at least yeah. don't drive a 74,000 ton ship while right. Now, That's was this right. one and slice or one bite or, or what? It was, it was a very generous slice. And I venture to guess, although I don't truly remember, I venture to guess we probably um, added a little rum to it, but probably not. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. you would never do that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I have, I have so, consumed one of those things entirely. So whether, whether awesome. it was right after right. Or, or, you know, 30 minutes, it's after i'm sure if you ate a whole large size rum cake you probably would have tested positive you probably would <laughs> yeah. so yeah. so anyway uh, i actually got off ships in 97 so it's been a long time um, okay. but i was on from i was on for almost seven years um actually yeah i got on in 90 and when I got off, I still worked for the same company I'd been working for on board, but I worked in the office, wasn't nearly as fun. <laughs> and then I, uh, I had a few other jobs also still involved with the cruise lines, but um, eventually I ended up in insurance and I've been working for ins an insurance carrier, a workers' comp carrier here in South Florida for the last like seven years, almost seven years. And, oh, and before cruise that. ships, I was a flight attendant. So, you know, oh, my wow. whole life has been very... I didn't know that. Transient? Yeah, wow. yeah. Right. You didn't, actually, you may have known that because my uniform that I used to wear on board the cruise ships oh, for the majority the blue? Was, was my US Air <laughs> flight attendant uniform. Oh, that's and if you funny. really look closely, all the buttons said US Air and there was a place for my name tag. There were two little holes. That's uh -huh. actually where my wings went. Huh. Right. So, yes. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> That was That's my flight awesome. attendant uniform. That's awesome. You know, yeah. I have, a, and actually Laura had come to see me. Uh, she came to Oklahoma to I do did. some insurance work and stuff. So we got together and that was fantastic. Had some sushi and sushi and fun. I have a photo, you know, like every time it was cocktail night or formal night or whatever, a lot of people you know, on all departments or crew the crew staff and personal division or whatever would run down to the photog and, you know, take fancy pictures. But I have a picture of you and I, and you were in a, a sequin. I'll have to post this one later. It's pretty funny. Uh, obviously you look way beautiful in this sequin thing with the hair going and I'm in my tuxedo with a red bow tie and stuff. And my face, I think this is the day that Greg and I were, were snorkeling all day and we got burnt so bad. I mean, it was ridiculous. My, my face matched my, 
bow tie. It's it's horrendous looking. You'll have to post that. I don't I'll know. Have that to post I that. Well, awesome. Well, hey, let's get to ship story. Since this is called my ship story, um, let's get to Laura. Um, have you had some time to think about uh, some ship stories? We want to hear your ship story. Okay, I will tell you my ship stories. My name is Laura Lieberman, and this is my ship story. So my ship stories may be a little different than a lot of other people's because I worked as a concessionaire. So I worked on a lot of different cruise lines, a lot of different cruise ships. I worked on Costa, Holland America, Princess, Royal Caribbean, Regency when it was still around. So I moved around quite a bit. I wasn't really with a department. So, you know, Eric, you were with Pursers and Scott, you were stage, you know, the stage staff. So I didn't really have a department per se. So I was always kind of a little um, solo. I mean, I, you know, hung out with everybody, but I didn't have my department per se. And while everybody else in the ports of call were out having fun and playing, I was working because that's actually where the port lecturer does his or her work. We go around to the ports of call because that's what we're doing. We're promoting those stores. So my, my experiences were probably a little bit different, but I did have some, uh, some interesting things happen on, on some of the ships. And, um, I suppose one of them would, would have been uh, when we had a bunch of Cuban refugees pull up next to the ship on the Majesty. And, and oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, was, I asked Penny about this, and I thought it was Penny, but it was you. And Penny was like, she totally <laughs> skipped it over. And I was like, she's not going to tell this part? Well, <laughs> we just laughed about it. But now that I know. That's okay, all that's me. Oops. Funny. Notes, Scott. So, notes. <laughs> yes. So what happened was it was a C day. And on C days is when I did my, my presentation. It's when I did my talks. So my cabin on the Majesty um, actually had a porthole. They didn't always have portholes and that one did. And of course it was a sea day. So I was getting ready for my talk running around and, and I had a little routine that I always did. I went over my talk and, and, um, I had just gotten out of the shower and I was starting to get ready and kind of run around the cabin doing all of these things. And I was butt ass naked because why wouldn't I be butt ass naked? It's a sea day. Nobody's going to see me. We're floating around. And of course I have my porthole window open because again, it's a sea day. <laughs> Nobody's going to see me. And then I noticed the ship stopped, which was a bizarre thing because it's a sea day. Why would the ship stop? So I went into the little porthole area. It was like there was a little shelf there and then you could kind of crawl up into it to look out the porthole, which was, you know, good size. And as I did this, I should also mention that right next to my cabin is there was a big door. That That's where like that one of the, the gangways gangway. was. Yeah. That was the gangway where we would yeah. tender and stuff like that. At PS, that's also the gangway where they would pick up Cuban refugees. So yeah. who knew? So as I opened the, you know, as I stood up into the porthole, all these little, all these Cuban refugees, not little, but all these Cuban refugees just came right past me on the raft and all looked right in and started <laughs> waving at me. And I was absolutely horrified, you know, reaching for the curtains. And it was, it was, yeah, unforgettable for me. I, it was horrifying. You just didn't I go did, right up against the porthole? For, for, yeah. <laughs> oh my god it was I, I i it had to be three or four guys on that raft i mean i 
I'm sure they were just grateful <laughs> to be getting picked up by a cruise ship. I oh, mean, I'm I, sure they were. Yeah, oh, my God. Can you are... imagine? They were thinking like, wow, what a welcome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. America. I, I, I love America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is everybody naked on the ship? This is yeah. awesome. I want to stay on this boat for a long time. <laughs> naked naked <laughs> cruise. Was. It was a, yeah, it was very funny. And, and I did run around the corner later and their raft was there. And, and I, I don't remember what they, I, I think they put the guys in the brig, if I remember right, just to hold them until we got back to port. But, oh my goodness, <laughs> it was, it was embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> it was memorable was and it was did horrifying. Did you see any of the guys inside? Not that I remember. I did see the raft because if you, you know, Right there in that little air, in that little uh, hallway where the gangway was, they kept the raft, which was pretty, um, pretty memorable. I mean, you know, we we talk about Cuban refugees coming over, and and you know, we all know about it on the news, but to actually see a raft that all these guys are on that just gone by your porthole, like three feet away, by the way, it's pretty. Uh, Pretty memorable. Yeah. Pretty in memorable. Those, yeah. In those years, we de definitely picked up Cuban rafters every now and then. It was really, yeah. it was very emotional for me because my parents, you know, came from Cuba. And so, you know, picking up people like that was just, it was, it was, it was emotional. And I, I specifically remember when they changed the law, the, back then, if you picked them up, you know, we would, the U.S. would welcome them. Then they changed the law and said that you had, if they, you got picked up at sea, that they would return you to Cuba. And so I was on a ship and I don't know, maybe it was Majesty. I think it was Sovereign though. And we picked up the first ones that we had to give back. We gave them, when we got to, you know, the, another coast guard ship came and picked them up and obviously i speak spanish so i could hear them talking to one another saying what's going on what's going on i you know and i couldn't tell them and i was just completely heartbroken because i knew that they were being sent back because i had watched the news and they didn't know and we just transferred them from our ship to the coast guard ship and it was it was horrendous. It was it wasn't good. So the Coast Guard takes them back into Guantanamo. I'm 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 assuming, or I don't know exactly what the deal was. I uh, thought they brought them to the U.S. to you know. No, I don't really. know. It I was know. so yeah. shitty. They took them back to Cuba. Yeah, oh, because man. remember, I, I don't know if you were with us, Brad. What when yeah, we got I was back several times. So one of the the first time that that happened, that they went back to Cuba. When the when we got back to Miami, they were like protesters throwing stuff at rocks at the company because they were oh. so mad that we gave them over to the, oh. the government. Yeah. That was really rough. So when we it, saw that, like we were all, you know, a couple of, one thing that's going to be funny about this, because I just, I have a tape. I ha I'm going to have to post it. Actually, I think I did post part of it um, on the Facebook, but well, Laura, you have to see if this is the same raft, but I may have to look further into the video. And when we were, <laughs> we were looking over the side and pulling them up and they were looking at us and oh. stuff. So they, they may have been looking in a porthole below us going, ah. <laughs> maybe that was you. I don't, that I don't was know. mine. That was definitely my porthole. Yeah, yeah. Every single one of them full <laughs> frontal. Yeah, no, there was no. I love it. No, no they, they all got the full show. Yep. But we, yep. we all had kind of mouthy against Carnival because Carnival had just went by and left them out there. So now hindsight's 2020, I guess Carnival was probably pro that, you know, I know, I think they got in, tr you get in trouble if you don't pick them up, but maybe Carnival was like not picking them up to let them hopefully get to where they wanted to go. And then I guess we picked them up and shipped them back. That's, that sucks. I don't know 
yeah. when did that happen, Eric? When were we? It was in the mid. It was in the mid '90s. I remember Clinton was still president. Um, so it may have been, I want to say 94, yeah. 95, because it was, I was on the Sovereign, so maybe late 93 or 94, but it was somewhere in there. I, I don't remember. I'll tell you, the years for me are just really, yeah. like then are, I can't remember one from the other. The 90s. Yeah. Just, I was on ships <laughs> the in the 90s. The 90s. That's right. Yeah. There I was. Man. <laughs> and well, then it was well, over. Well, that was a great story. About another story. Another story. Okay. How about uh, Nordic Empress? Did, did any of you work on the Nordic Empress? That was my second uh, I Two days. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah, I was working on a project and stopped through oh, to, okay. for, for a couple of days and then got off. But I had a great time and I was just hung over really bad. <laughs> Well, that's what I remember about the Nordic Empress. So the Nordic Empress was my first Royal Caribbean ship. And so it was my first um, big ship. Although at that point we were truly doing three and four days out yeah. of, uh, out of Nassau, out of the Bahamas. So it was, it was not quite the beginner ship for a court lecturer, but one step up. Uh, but I loved the Nordic Empress. That was the Nordic Empress and the majesty for me were the ships where I made um, some of the most uh, just made some of the best friends, best people who I would consider family, some of the best relationships, just everything awesome about it. But the Nordic, we would sail very late out of Nassau because we were in Nassau twice a week. And obviously the ship didn't really have much, you know, it didn't have anywhere to go. So we would sail at, I don't remember, it's two or three o'clock in the morning. And we would all go out. We'd go out to, if I remember right, Rolandi's Pizza was, was a place that a lot of us used to go quite late in the evening. That. Yeah. This was late one evening, and I was in my cabin. On this ship, I had an inside cabin. Uh, my next-door neighbors were the divers, so it was generally very loud. But um, mm -hmm. it was very late in the evening, and I was in there with a guest. And uh, it was about 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, and somebody banged on the door, just banged on the door. I, by nature, I assumed it was the divers next door because they, they banged on the wall a lot. I mean, that was just, they were, they were a little rowdy. So... Right. Banged on the door, banged on the door. I went to open it out of my deep sleep, and it was a solid wall of white smoke. Solid wall of white smoke. So I had no idea who banged on the door. You know, obviously they were trying to evacuate us. There, there was clearly a fire going on. Shut the door. I woke up my friend and threw and basically gave him a, a wet towel. To, to put over his nose and mouth. Remember, I was oh, a flight man. attendant before this. So, yeah. so that was my thing, <laughs> thing, thing evacuate, yeah. evacuate. Right. So I, I gave him a Did wet you go, the door's over this way, but don't go that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> I could have, <laughs> but I didn't have a chance to because he was gone. He took off out the door and left me completely behind. <laughs> no. So he did. We, we basically, yeah, you didn't know which way to go. You didn't know where, where the smoke was coming from. So we did. We evacuated. We ran out. Again, full white smoke all over. It turns out what had happened was my cabin was across from the crew laundry. And one of the dancers had left her, I believe, nylon panties in the dryer and clearly had gone to sleep and left the dryer on, which did not, I don't believe it technically caught, like really went into flames, but it smoked like crazy to where we all had to evacuate our cabins. I don't think they evacuated passengers. I think it was just the crew and we all had to like run out and wait for them to come back. 
but you know the the ship fires i mean you know there's always ship fires and who thinks about that and it's crazy yeah it was a that was a crazy night i couldn't imagine opening my cabin and seeing smoke and smelling smoke it's not even the fake smoke i mean we got that and i will say with all that smoke when you open the cabin and it sucks in all that stuff (laughs) you're disoriented like you don't know right right up you know it's like diving you know when you go diving if you're what 40 feet down you get to a point where you don't know which is up and which is down and left or right unless you look at your bubbles i can't imagine yeah. being on a ship with fire damn yeah, fish i can't believe thing. yeah i can't believe you've never been through a fire on board because i went through not several that i know of i might have been passed yeah. out <laughs> <laughs> so since you're a report lecturer and we kind of talk about our favorite ships and stuff you kind of have a different experience in that you're really kind of focused on the port so which is which is the best run for like a port lecture? Is there is there one that makes, you know, are they different? So before I answer that, I'm going to tell you that I got my ass chewed for like a long time <laughs> years ago for answering a reporter's question about what my favorite port was. So here's what happened. This was the Grand Princess. She had just been, it was an inaugural run. I, who, the, the captain of the love boat, um, Stubing. G- Gavin McLeod. Thank you. Was, yeah. was, he came on and there was a big to do. It was and the biggest the, ship in the world at the time. Right. It, it yeah. was. Yeah. So I was the port lecturer there and there was all kinds of media. And oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yes. So I worked for Princess at the corporate oh. office. Yeah. For about 19 years. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. all right. Well, I took out, I took out cool, yeah, that's brand cool. and I was on, yeah few others but needless to say there were reporters there and one did an article on me and it was it was a cute article there was a picture in the newspaper it was like the new york daily news and it was a picture with me and gavin mcleod and it was all cute and it asked all kinds of q a real fluffy stuff and one of the questions was what's your favorite port of call i don't remember what i answered but i can tell you that for every single port of call that it wasn't it was wrong it was the most wrong answer i could have ever given oh it was painful so anyway But to answer your question as far as um, shopping. She's going to say all of them. (laughs) I'm going to say all of them. No. (laughs) No, Now you can really fess up. Now what I'm going to say is it depends what you're looking for, which is is absolutely the the proper question. And I assure you things have changed since I have been there. In fact, it's, I was in um, Cozumel not that long ago, a couple of years ago, and I was shocked at how much it has changed. So I don't even think my answer would be relevant now because, because there's no, there's no differentiators. There's no, you know, uh, you used to go to Cozumel and you had La Fiesta and you had all of the, you know, where you go and you get your Mexican blankets and you get your Onyx chest sets and you get your vanilla and then you would go to Jamaica and you had you know, your watch guys and you went to Grand Cayman and I could get my Gucci's and there's no differentiators any longer. They, they have, uh, virtually all the same stores. Yeah. And, and they are chains, not chains like, like K's, but they are chains. Your contracts work the same way as ours. You know, they were really long at first, but then they were like, Oh, we're going to do, well, this was later on Renaissance. Oh, we're going to do four four month contracts, but with the option to extend until six. Guess what? You oh, always got six. six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mind extending. I, I will say the only time I really um, 
when I did a 10 month contract, I got off of that ship. That's long time. And so my nature as a, as a port lecturer, my nature was I walked around the ports of call and I saw the passengers and I said, Hey, can I help you find something? Are you mm -hmm. looking for a certain store? Because that was my job. Again, my job was in the port of call. So when I got off after 10 months, I remember going to the airport and somebody knew who I was because I did these, I did these little videos on board the ships. Yeah. So not only were my videos on board the ship in that the cabin, I was on, that they were on the cabin 24 hours a day. It was a little annoying. Um, and they were on other cruise lines because we actually did at one point these videos called Treasures of, Treasures of St. Thomas, Treasures of, mm -hmm. and it was me as the hostess, but they were on different cruise lines. So I happened She's to famous. know. <laughs> yes, right, it was my own little woo. So I went into the airport getting off after 10 months and I remember somebody coming up to me and I was just like, I don't have any nice left in me. I, I can't even, I, I can't help you. I, I'm sure I wasn't a real bitch, but I sure felt like it <laughs> because my nature was always to try and help because it was sales. Yeah. Anyway, it was long can you imagine how famous you are in Cuba right now? <laughs> or Miami. So any any fun stuff in uh, uh, Jamaica or? <laughs> yeah. So I have a story from Jamaica. I don't know if it's a fun stuff. It's more of a heart pulling. What's that called? Heartstrings. Heartstrings. Okay. Yes. So for me, anyway, my parents were fortunate enough to cruise with me um, quite a few times when I worked on board, which was kind of cool because not working for the cruise lines, technically, I didn't get the friends and family right. Sometimes, well, anyway, in general, I didn't get that. But every now and then I was able to get them on and, it, and that was awesome. Uh, my folks live in Albuquerque. So for them to come out, you know, and get on a ship with me was fantastic. And they had cruised with me a few times and important, they would go around with me to the shops. And of course, we went into the shops and all of the store owners who were clients, but also friends. I mean, after this many years, they certainly became friends. Um, and they, they were always incredibly um, complimentary uh, about me to my parents, um, just, which was super sweet. But my parents, um, you know, understood that it was also part of the business. In Ocho Rios, we used to dock uh, probably a couple of miles away, maybe a mile and a half away from one of the shopping areas there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the passengers would get out just to go shopping. They wouldn't necessarily go on the shore excursion. So when I did my presentation, I would always tell them to, when they got off the ship, ask for string bean, string bean, and string bean would set them up with a taxi driver. So they wouldn't just be walking out the gate. I don't know if you guys worked yeah. in Ocho Rios, but boy, they would yeah. open that gate and it was like, yeah, ah! it was, yeah, it was yeah, overwhelming, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So string bean would take them to a driver and put them in. Uh, now, String Bean was basically, a, I, I'm, I'm going to say he was a homeless guy. I, I don't know that he was homeless, but he certainly was not, um, he was not well off. We brought him off uh, bags of soap and toothbrush and toothbrushes and toothpaste, and he would ask for things like that. So he certainly was not, um, he was not doing well. So by doing this, I would tell people to ask for String Bean, and then he would set them up with a taxi driver and then they would obviously give him some sort of a little kickback. So it wasn't much, but, you know, it was nice. And string bean was always there and he was dependable. And, and we would bring him shirts off. So maybe he could change out of his really dirty shirts and put on something, um, you know, a little cleaner. 
um, throughout the years. And, and I knew them throughout the years. And, so that, when and my, the kickbacks that they got there, like I think at that time, the Jamaican dollar was like $25 to a US dollar or something. Yeah, it was, it was a whole oh. lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he certainly was not making bank doing this. There's, there's no doubt. So I got off the ship with my family, my mom and dad, um, and Stringbean came over to us. And he really, he, he really kind of uh, encroached my dad. I and mean, he, was, he was all on top of my dad. And he basically said to him, your daughter has done more for me than anybody has ever done. And, uh, you know, I appreciate everything she's done. She, she brings me things. She helps me. She has a heart of gold. You know, just, just all of the things that he said were so meaningful, genuine, unlike the store owners who, yes, again, we were <laughs> friends, but there was right. a business right. relationship there. One of the first times I've ever seen my father um, get choked up. I mean, my father, oh, you know, he's right. not that kind of guy, right? So my father got choked up and he said to me later, of all of the things anybody's ever said to you, that was the most meaningful. And now wow. I'm going to get uh, choked up. I know, I was like... <laughs> Uh, that's really sweet yeah that's yeah. that's a really sweet story that was um yeah that was really nice and string i know yeah. string bean has uh, passed away a while ago yeah. now it's, i don't yeah. even know how long but yeah that was uh and i actually um i spoke to my father recently and i asked if he remembered that and he not only remembered it basically verbatim he also remembered getting choked up that's wow. so awesome you know stuff like that makes everything worth it yeah i mean does that make sense just one yeah. one good thing that someone from across well not across the world but like in a whole nother lifestyle whether it's good or bad and says something like that especially to your parents or a spouse or somebody like that 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 solidifies a lot yeah i mean those those moments become so memorable because of that that honesty and the way it made your dad you can't see and- my eyes are watering yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I always get choked up yeah. when I think about that. A, I mean, that's a great story. That's that's just it's really sweet. It's it's a reminder to us all to be nice to people whenever we yeah. can. Yeah. And makes a difference. Exactly that, way. and not just because we have to. Right. I mean, even more. Yeah. You know, being on the cruise ship, we had to be nice to the passengers. That was our job. Yeah. But even more so, I think being nice to people when you don't have to. That I mm-hmm. think that's so important. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's awesome, Laura. Let me Ooh, ask you this: probably. So, a lot of us are, you know, a lot of our friends, a lot of people that's been on here has majoritily been from uh, Royal Caribbean. So, uh, what was your excluding all your friends and everything? What, what do you think your favorite ship was or cruise line? Because I'm dying to hear stuff from other cruise lines. Like, was Costa and NCL and Princess and, you know, I didn't even okay. know what life is like on those ships. So, uh, all right, I'll give you a little little snapshot. Give so, us a scoop. I will. <laughs> so, Costa, I was actually only on for one week, and I went on to set up the program. And I will tell you that at that time, again, we're talking a while ago, but at that time, it was all Italians. And I, yeah. when I say all Italians, I don't just mean the officers. Right. I mean, passengers, all of the crew, everybody was Italian. And nobody could understand an effing word I said, which, uh, to be fair, <laughs> they were all Italian. Why should? Yeah. And, and that was an absolute disaster. I mean, after a week, I was like, this is pointless. I'm giving a presentation in English. I, nobody understands me. You clearly need to have somebody on here who speaks Italian. All right. Yeah. So that was my Costa story. 
Regency. Um, I don't, do you guys remember Regency Cruise Lines? Yeah. Yeah. No? Long time ago. No, time, they're, yeah. they, uh, I believe. Was that a ship or was that a line? No, Reg it Regency was a line. cruise line called okay. Regency CY. And yeah. then they had ships, the Regency, the mm. Regent Sun, and I think the Regent Star. And I believe some of them were, were arrested in um, ports of call. I want to say the Bahamas, but I, I'm not quite sure. But this was, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, those ships, all of the officers were Greek. And they did not want to have, by the way, this was my first ship. I knew nothing for nothing for nothing. I had never given a, a proper you know, public presentation as a port lecturer, what you do is you get on the stage and you, you sell, you right. talk. Right. So I thought this would be no problem to do because I had been a flight attendant going, Hey, welcome aboard. And you know, this, 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 <laughs> not quite the same, but that was my very first ship. So they threw me on the Regency with very little training. They must've had an opening and desperately needed someone. Greek officers, they did not want a female. They did not want a female port lecturer and they made it painfully obvious that they did not want a, a female court lecturer. I wow. had a shared bathroom with two of the male Greek officers. Oh, you're kidding. No, I am not. <laughs> no, I can't I am believe. Not. Oh my God, yes, that's nuts. That would not happen today. I'm no. quite sure. No. And, and I didn't know what or who or how to, to manipulate, you know, to, to, go around this so I, apparently i did make a little noise so then they moved my cabin so my cabin was now on the promenade deck so the promenade deck's your main deck right and my cabin was behind the purser's desk but in between the purser's desk and my cabin was my bathroom my bathroom was not connected to my cabin so oh, I got to geez. come out of my cabin every morning and walk down the promenade <laughs> <laughs> to get to my bathroom, which was a nondescript door and it was locked. I had the only key, but nonetheless, it was a toilet and a shower that anybody could have been like trying to get into. It was, it was wow. miserable. <laughs> so like you had to like, uh, you had to get dressed to walk across a hall to get undressed and then finish that and get dressed to go back and change. <laughs> yes. And again, with my job, you're very visual. I mean, you're, you know, everybody knows who you are. So walking down that hallway, hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of subtlety there. No, I actually got my very first um, comment card that I remember to this day on that ship. And that comment card said, Laura Lieberman does not need a microphone. I left both <laughs> of her talks with a headache. <laughs> Verbatim. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Laura, oh, yeah. it's so awesome. great to see you. Thanks for coming on. We've run out of time for today. We've got somebody coming in uh, right behind you, so we are probably going to have to uh, shove off, I guess, as they okay. say. But, hey, it was great to see you. I enjoyed talking with you. As always, it's a, it's a pleasure to see you. you yeah, too. good to see it's you good again, Laura. You good to see you, too, yeah. Eric. Definitely. Nice to meet you, Brad. Nice to meet you, Laura. It was great. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, Take so. care. All right. Bye, Bye guys. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. <laughs>
That was great. It was awesome. really good to see her again. Yeah. I like I I remember her very very well cuz we worked for quite a long time together. I wasn't like really close to her, but you know, obviously we had plenty of conversations and like I knew her I knew her well enough and it's just so nice again I keep saying this, but it's so nice to see people that we haven't seen in a long time and and she's she's great. Really interesting stories there. I'm pretty sure I was on the Majesty when she was on the Majesty. Yeah, I'm I remember sure her, but I don't think we ever had a conversation <laughs> yeah well like the pursers really didn't we didn't interact that much with the port lecture uh right I, and, and yeah. i was like second crew or second super yeah you know, second charge or second crew so you know i'm yeah. not i'm not doing anything with the port lecture so yeah no, we no. had to like we didn't really like you know hang out that much or anything but uh, you know we had to as the stage you know people whatever um when she did her talks you know we had to set a table up with a tablecloth and and stuff like that but you know she's so super nice and genuine and bubbly and life of the party it doesn't matter how much time that goes by like she's like you know when she talks to you is like you already know her whether you do or not yeah. she's always she's always fun and dang looking good holy moly yeah she looks great i don't I thought yeah, this was off the record. <laughs> <laughs> you may now disembark the podcast. <laughs> hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you'd like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!